I had a lovely chat with Cerulean during the week and you're going to hear that interview right now. Enjoy. Hi Cerulean, welcome to All FM. Thanks for joining us today. Hey Ruth, thanks so much for having me on your awesome community radio station. I'm super excited to chat to you. Oh, it's really good to have you on. We've got you on the show today to celebrate the release of your second album, The Divided Selfie. And it's a very clever title, I think, alluding to social media. But as well as that, I feel that it's very inspirational and introspective, emotional, and I would say even intellectual with the R.D. Lane influence and, and the way that it really makes you, you think. Um, so, so yeah, obviously the, the USB of this album is that you are actually showcasing two sides of your creative self here, the Cerulean side and, and the MC Beasley side. I felt that was more of your shadow self, maybe your um, Slim Shady. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a rapper alter ego, that's for sure. Um, and it's it's been really fun making music um, in two separate genres alongside each other mm -hmm. um, for the past three years. Um, but this is an opportunity um, for me to kind of pitch the two genres kind of up against each other. Um, and for those who don't know, um, you know, what I usually do is kind of songwriter pop music. Um, and and I did, I wanted to do a self-titled album that was like a musical self-portrait. So like the Beatles did the, the White Album, I did the Cerulean album, um, it's just called Cerulean. But I thought because I've got this, uh, you know, I've got this ability to rap and I've got this, like you said, alter ego uh, character, I was like, hey, why not give them not one uh, musical self-portrait, but two side by side. So that's how the divided selfie was born. That's brilliant. I mean, who was born first then? What was it, Cerulean, or was it MC Beastly? Um, it was Cerulean. Um, it's, you know, Cerulean is um, it's my artist name. It has been for at least five years now, but it, it really came um, from my childhood. My brother Ben noticed um, an anagram of my birth name, Lawrence, and um and he's i i just thought that was brilliant and it's it's it also wow. happens to be my favorite color blue um so i kind of like have been using that for a, a quite a long while um as my as my artist name um but then in the pandemic um i basically was you know when i was stuck inside and wanted to kind of you know express more of the trauma that i was going through right. coming back uh, to my hometown and just wanting to like make a make a splash online so yeah that's where this kind of more outrageous um rapper alter ego came out of and i would i would like to say that it's um the, you know the it's you know it's, it's just because it's an alter ego and there's more mm -hmm. creativity is not necessarily it's also drawing from the truth from within right like it, i would like to say it draws from my teenage years my slightly chavvy upbringing in uh -huh. the south coast of england and it's that kind of attention-seeking teenager within, I would say. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, it's really fun exploring different parts of myself, for sure. Yeah, it makes you more authentic as a, an, an all-rounded human, I, I would say. What I like about the name MC Beastly is it sounds uh, curiously similar to your actual hometown, Eastley. I mean, was that something that you did on purpose? Absolutely, Ruth. So, I mean, you guys do community radio in Manchester, and I think it's awesome to be promoting artists and areas that are outside of the kind of centre of the industry. Of so course. obviously, you know, the music industry is so London dominated. Um, but, you know, if you look, go to outside of London, you can go to places like Manchester where you've had amazing music history, you know, from back to the Bee Gees through the Smiths mm -hmm. um, and, you know, through to Oasis. And then now today you've got a rap scene coming through with the likes of H and Bugsy Malone. Yes. But, you know, down in my, in my community in Hampshire, you know, people 
some people might think, oh, it's the South, you know, la di da, it's like London. But actually, you know, we've actually got some pretty deprived small towns. My town of Eastleigh was a railway town back in the day, but, you know, that industry is really disappearing as we're experiencing right now um, with the union strikes. And, sure. you know, I think basically I wanted to point out that, like, you know, it's starting, these small towns are starting to get a bad reputation. And, mm. you know, our town is return, referred to pejoratively as Beastleigh Eastleigh. Like, you know, like, I remember hearing it on Take Me Out, actually, like a few years back. And, you know, we kind of joke, the contestants who were both from my, my town were kind of joking about it. But I was like, look, let's actually, like, I want to take that one step further and actually turn that into a positive thing and actually say, look, I'm going to spit bars. Like, really, like, I'm going to spit, like, do amazing rap music under that name. And so basically reclaim the name um, in a more positive light. So, yeah, like I say, it's an opportunity to explore some of those the more darker side or certainly the more sort of testosterone filled like sort of you know teenage boy within yeah um so that's kind of like what that is is really all about yeah no it's very clever the way that you've done it and you know it just makes me feel like you, you're becoming this big star from your small town it reminds me of you're, you're kind of like hulk you know this big beastly presence ripping out of your small town shirt <laughs> in a sense you know I got that kind of um feeling with this and as you were talking about yes we are a community radio station I do feel that you're doing a lot for, for your community just in yourself as who you are in in a person because I mean I need to congratulate you as well because you've just had um, a fantastic live performance there haven't you at, at Valley Park which is your big main center area isn't it yeah, Valley Park suburb of Eastleigh that I that my mum basically um like had a our home our sort of family home in and yeah like we've got basically they had their first ever music festival there and I was so honoured to like be given the the kind of you know um quite you know quite a nice slot in the evening um to play some original music around a lot of other sort of um, party bands and stuff so you know it was amazing to have you know. It was what was especially awesome was when the young people particularly surprised some of the elders because they were joining in with the with the songs and it's yes. like it's just so special when you know some of the elders who may be you know kind of like giving up hope about you know like uh, an organic culture from our town you know are seeing are seeing some, something being being born and growing and you know i really appreciate you recognizing you know that i'm trying to do something both quite different, but also that, um, you know, the, the, the sort of the green shoots of success are already starting to appear. So I appreciate that a lot. Oh, of course. No, no, that, that's just how it's really occurring to me, that, that strong sense of um, community. Because, I mean, obviously that's how um, MC Beasley has, has become um, so well known. It, it started at that one um, dominant centre point there of the, the Swan Centre, hasn't it? Um, your track that was based on the Swan Centre, which is it would be the equivalent I would say for the listeners of Manchester's Arndale so I don't know if, if you know the Arndale um, here in Manchester but I get the impression that the Swan Centre is is like that and um, yeah you stacked up thousands of uh, views on, on YouTube for that one didn't you? Yeah it was definitely like uh, quite a surprise um, how well that landed in my local area because you know, like you've said yourself, I'm not. I haven't been to the Arndale myself. To be honest with you, I'm more familiar with Yorkshire mm -hmm. than, uh, than Lancashire. But I'd love to. You know, I, I'm definitely do a trip um, up to Manny for sure. I've got a couple of friends there, so 
Um, I'm going to have to check out the Arndale while I'm there. But I know that um, in Sheffield, there's a shopping centre that, um, you know, a, a singer-songwriter I really appreciate called Self Esteem. She based oh, her yes. glasses outfit on, like, the, t- the towers of that shopping centre. And I just think there's something so wonderful about taking something as mundane as, you know, as your local shopping centre, the daily life that we live and breathe as humans. And then as an artist, sort of transcending that into something artistic. And, you know, I think that, um, that, you know, I was just amazed by like the response to that music video, you know, within three weeks, I think we'd, we'd racked up like 20,000 views. Wow. And I think that although it didn't, although it didn't reach kind of like na- national or dare I say global, like, um, awareness of like that kind of viral video mm. sort of trope, I'm actually way more happy to see that like over 80% of the views are like specifically in Hampshire. Because right. it just means that it was a moment for our community, right? And I of love course. that. Like, I love that it's like a bit of an anthem now. So you saw at that live show, uh, Valley Park Live. I also did it at the Railway Inn in Winchester last week. I'll be posting some clips of that, and you can see that everyone knows it in the room, and it's all the young people know it. And it's just I know. Such a special thing. Got a Swan Center. Got a Swan Center. Got a Swan Center. Eastly man, got a swan centaur, got a swan centaur, got a swan centaur. Don't have to go far for a shirt or a bra, with Eastly man, got a swan centaur. Don't have to go west key, for a bra or a tee. Take, take you down to the center swan, buy you something nice from the Marche Bond. Don't have to go ahead, Jen, for the H and the M. We can nip outside, get a drink at the offie, or riff your fancy, there's Costa Coffee at the Swan Centre. Got the Swan Centre. At the Swan Centre. Eastly Man got a Swan Centre. Got the Swan Centre. Got the Swan Centre. Don't have to go far for a shirt or a bra with Eastly Man got a Swan Centre. You get hungry, it don't matter. Pop next door, buy a jumbo platter. Nando's dinner, three month anniversary, first I need 50p for the card factory. 250 parking later on. Monday to Thursday, down to the Swan. Just cause it ain't too pricey to park, we ain't Portsmouth, there's no Primark. Got a Swan Centaur. Got a Swan Centaur. Got a Swan Centaur. Eastly Man got a Swan Centaur. Got a Swan Centaur. Got a Swan Centaur. Don't have to go far for a shirt or a bra. Eastly Man got a Swan Centaur. London girls come Swan Centaur. Northern girls come Swan Centaur. Even girls from abroad come Swan Centaur. Portsmouth man, just stay in your car. Sutton girls come Swan Center. Basin girls come Swan Center. Bournemouth girls come Swan Center. But Portsmouth man, just stay with your ma. Got a Swan Center. Got a Swan Center. Got a Swan Center. Eastly man, got a Swan Center. Got a Swan Center. Got a Swan Center. Got a Swan Center. Eastly man, got a Swan Center. Yeah. Such a special thing to sing it along with that. Yeah, now I really loved the community vibe that you were creating with that. And it's something that I feel you've done with all your, your songs, really. They do have this kind of quality of um, sing-along. But I think it was quite impressive what you did with, with Son Centre. And I know that um, you actually got the um, attention of the, the producers of the Inbetweeners with that, didn't you, at one point? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so it just goes to show that people, like I said, although like I haven't necessarily... Um, you know, got, you know, raised my head too far in the national consciousness. Like, obviously, doing interviews like this is going to help. I hope people from Greater Manchester will take a look at what I'm doing down in Eastleigh and, and think, hey, what could I be doing to, you know, to to promote my town and promote culture and, and the creative industries? Because, you know, Ian Kevin Morris, who's the writer of In Between Us, 
he he kind of got in touch to say i saw your video and it reminded me of growing up in i hope you won't mind me saying in in his uh community in southwest london um near Staines. right um, and, yeah. and a, sh- a specific shopping center he mentioned i don't know if it was happened to be that it was called the energy center that was kind of similar name okay um, but um you know that was probably that's definitely been my like most high profile sort of um sort of shout out coming through so far um but yeah no i think honestly like whenever anyone who is a creator um who i admire like is is liking what i'm doing it's just such an honor and like i'm just yeah i'm so blessed so yeah likewise to you ruth because you've you know you've come across a lot of creatives through like many episodes of your sunday chat so i'm like honestly i'm i'm back thank you for like recognizing um what i'm doing oh yeah no definitely have and i think it just goes to show you you know whether you're online or whether you're broadcasting on a community radio station you just never know who's listening so so we are heard worldwide um online we we have a lot of um american listeners online but you never know who is listening so it's always worth featuring um some of the as creative and as talented as you no matter where you're from you know it's not like oh we're in Manchester and you're there and oh you know the divides have got to um stay in place but yeah I mean what I just wanted to get back to now is your um second album because obviously your first album was released kind of was it during the lockdown era was it the first album yeah it was it was developed and uh, developed during, throughout the pandemic, and then released in mid-summer 2021. Sure. And um, I'm following it up each summer now with another double album, as I call them, which is when there's a Cerulean and, and Beastly record um, side by side. Oh wow. Okay. So, did you always want to to be um, a recording artist like this, or is it actually a project that's that's born out of lockdown? Because I'm just thinking, what's it like living in a really small town during lockdown? Is it something that it in, inspired the more adventurous side of you to say, you know, look, there's a big wide world out here for when this is finished, or is that why you actually got into this? So I knew, I, like I said, I've been doing music as Cerulean for a little while, but it was more open micing and playing live shows where I mainly do cover songs. Right. Um, I think what changed really for with the pandemic for me and the timing of, of Swan Center blowing up at the start of it mm. was that um, now I saw a, ba- a viable part to, to writing original music. I uh, see. More than that, I think with the with the MC Beastly rap music, what I saw was an opportunity to um, transcend what I saw as the biggest challenge facing an, an early stage recording artist particularly independent one which is this for marketing purposes or for signing in the industry there is a there is a pressure to why we call over brand yourself mm. or, or hyper restrict yourself into a niche in order to make that first breakthrough within you know within a su- within a subgenre essentially um and i think that's pro- I, I believe that that is probably the primary thing that holds back a lot of people from getting started is because they fear that that first, if that first EP is a kind of acoustic EP or that first EP they rap in, that they will forever be an acoustic artist or they'll forever be seen as a rapper. And in, in, particularly with that latter case, there's I a fear see. that they won't be respected by the mainstream culture, so to speak. I think what was special for me is, you know, being a live singer and being confident um, singer-songwriter but then, and then, and then, and then having these, having these rap, you know, records was like, okay, cool. I can actually, I can actually release both. Mm. Um, it feels like it's going to be a difficult stretch. I'm going to have to be extra productive 
But I think what the pandemic then provided was the final piece in the puzzle, which was just so much time to write, you know? And that's why I ended up with 10 songs on each side of this, uh, 10 songs of each genre. Um, so that was what the pandemic gave me. Obviously now going into the second album, like you said, um, I've got to be a little bit more balanced, you know, because I'm doing more of these live shows, like you said. I've got a live show in Brighton next week. I've got to be a little bit more, yeah, I've got to be a little bit more balanced about it. Um, so, yeah, I think um, it's five tracks on each side, and I think we're going to play a couple of them um, for the listeners today, I believe. Yes, de- definitely. Are. I mean, I have um, chosen the, the last pair of tracks that was featured on, on the album. Well, I want to try and play a couple of more of them, but I, I specifically chose the, the last pair of tracks because that's um, centred around sound. So we need to explain to the listeners that you have themed this album uh, around the, the five senses. And um, is that because you believe that the online world has bringing, brought you slightly out of touch with, with your senses that you decided to focus on the five senses for this album so like i said i wanted to do a self-portrait from the start and um i think that it's a really solid observation you made that online world is so weighted towards sight it's Mm -hmm. so visual and it's so much you know see you know look at the ad look at the ad do you want to buy it and it's only moving more in that direction like you know most uh, most of instagram now is kind of like muted ads with flashy images and subtitles so it's kind of like what you know even sound is getting like devalued but then let let alone like taste and smell which are like arguably like more important to the human experience Mm -hmm. um to memory and things like so i was like right i want to i want to you know i want to even you know i want to treat each of them with some attention and like i've said the awesome thing about having the alter ego is you don't just get one go at you know, capturing a sense, you know, you get two guys. So yeah. I, I look forward to hearing, where, you know, which one of these two uh, takes on the sense of sound they enjoy more. Um, and um, yeah, no, I, I look forward to hearing it. Definitely. I mean, I, I chose sound because, you know, we're here on the radio. You can't get more sound based than, than that. I personally loved both tracks. Um, but but my, my granddad used to be a, a Morse code operator. And, and I thought that I could hear some of that code signal in in the backing track of a um, sign. So w- was that something that you intentionally did or am I just imagining that? Ruth, um let me put it this way the, although the title is sign uh, there's actually some brackets before it and it's send out a sign yeah. uh, so if you look at the so and the s of sign i think ruth you are you're uh, you're really onto something there and uh yeah that's awesome that you drew on your that experience with your granddad so if anyone else is familiar with morse code i hope that that will give them a little extra something but i'll, I'll say this ruth like most uh if you hadn't mentioned that um, then, you know, people might not have batted an eyelid on, on what was going on with that. It's been a long, long time since I've seen your eyes and time flows by faster than ever but I'd still remember if you'd 
Send out a sign. 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 I've had my ear to the ground, but I haven't heard a sound. Now my house is my own, but if you hit the storm, I'll shine a light to guide you home. Send out a sign. Send out a sign. Send out a sign. Send out a sign. Shoot a flame in the sky. Morse code flashlight. Send out a signal. You're alive. You could even mine or sign. Send out a 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 sign. We might recombine in the next lifetime. But in the meantime, you've got a friend for life. So if you need me, won't you send out a sign? Either A, be studying verbal behavior and vocalizing, or B, be trying to understand what he is saying. I'm not a player. I'm not a player. I'm not a player. I'm not a player, I'm not a player, I'm not a player, I'm not a player, but you're playing my track a lot. I'm not a player, unless you mean like John Mayer, cause I pluck a lot. Plonking keys, that's my only glock. Any room at the industry, knock knock. Beastly, won't sign on the dot. I'm single cause of COVID and sometimes I still get lonely, but I won't return to drink or dirty bids cause I gave up the lot. Married to my double albums before my twenties up, then I'll blow my guy with a plot. I'm not a player, unless you mean like big puns Cause the word play is how I flip this song I hope you'll press play on the flip side Ace Cerulean, make it pop in every sense When I'm done I'm beast, I'm hardly who you thought would rap I'm Arzy Lang, got brains, I shop at the Gap Swim laps, don't get the whack I'm not a player, I'm not a player I'm not a player, but you're playing my track a lot I'm not a player, but I flip a lot Keep mine clean first week I'm off Bookie Zuckerbot, Google me, I duck the lot But if you're a Carly Ray with a Nike over 80 Call me, maybe we can talk Usually I don't chat unless you're running on a track Like Rick AD and Weed London's a vibe with man like that I'm the King Arthur, my work's on Camelot I'm not a player, but you're playing my track a lot You're the payer, I'm the one who's playing Supporting Skinny Man Yeah, that's
down to railway and I love to surprise so what better way than to look nice cover eyes pick up a mic and start slaying live on stage sound amazing never auto-tuning what you hear is what I'm saying and what I'm saying is I'm not a player I'm not a player I'm not a player but you're playing my track a lot I'm not a player I'm not a player I'm not a player but you're playing my track a lot repeated piano line and uh -huh. i would just say that i would just say to people and anyone listening especially if they are familiar with my music already or are going to get familiar i think i would just i would just lay down the gauntlet that there's you can probably bet that in almost all of my work there's going to be easter eggs like that yes well i love that because it just shows you how very mindful you are about not only the lyrics that you're choosing um to write but also the way you're composing the the music that goes with it and um it's one of those things where this is an album which is definitely worth um a second and, and third listen because it it goes in deeper and it makes you think more deeply each time and i just like the way that you produce this whole album really because um as you've mentioned you do a, a lot of, of live performances. So you have produced this album in such a way that it's live performance ready, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I will, I did, I actually did the, the Beastly track player um, live at the Railway Inn. Um, and yeah, it's, it was, I actually managed to do it in two different um, settings. I, I, I performed the record, you know, the awesome thing with, with modern production is, you know, you just, Mute, you mute the vocal track, bounce it out, and you've got a backing track right there. Um, so as a solo, um, sort of solo independent artist, you know, I can now go on the road, um, you know, on my own. Mm -hmm. um, but but also at that show, I got a chance to get jump back on stage with Skinny Man, who was the headliner because he invited oh, the wow. acts up for a, for like a live cipher, and okay. I ended up kind of drawing on some of those bars and and kind of mixing them in because I referenced um, him in in that. So there was an that was a really cool, yeah. So, like you say, it's it's awesome to be able to like you have the record that then it goes and lives and breathes in a, in a live setting as well. Um, so, yeah, no, it's definitely, um, yeah, no, and, and I, I totally agree with with what you say about um, this record being one that will give more uh, over further listens, and that's kind of what I what I hope. That's kind of the experience I hope to achieve as people, you know, they may come across just a single on one of the sides. Um, and then, and then maybe they'll they'll enjoy one of the one of the one of the sides, like for example, um, the cerulean side. But then maybe then they'll later discover, oh wow, there's this whole other side. So it'll be kind of that again. It'll be that like living and breathing experience as the record grows in in consciousness. I hope. Yes, what you're actually doing with this album is you are creating multiple experiences for, for the listener, for, for the audience, you know, maybe that they're more into the hip hop, maybe that they're more into just the straightforward pop, maybe they want to combine both. And just to, to touch on um, the more intellectual side of this as well as I call it. Um, where, where did the inspiration to include Audie Lane in, in this come from? Because, you know, that's a, a very unique idea, isn't it, for, for an album? Yeah, I mean, well, you say unique, but I will, I've got to say inspiration is probably more the, more the way to go, which is that, you know, Skinny Man himself um, used a, uh, you know, used samples from a, a, a a previous work which in his case was like a 1980s tv documentary um about um the state of, of britain and, and young people in britain 
he sampled that heavily in his um, 2004 record, Council of State of Mind. Okay. Um, and between the tracks, and specifically, he kind of, the, the production was done so that the, the they kind of segue, it allowed, it allowed to segue between the tracks in a way that made it feel like a, a concept album. And that, that's where I think, like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to take that um, and and then to to give the, the give the album more of a feel of of, of wholeness and a concept. Um, in terms of using R.D. Lang specifically, mm-hmm. I mean, he's no one has written or thought more and written about personal identity um, in our country in the twentieth century. He like he's he although he is a psychiatrist, which is a usually is just focused on mental illness and being mm-hmm. a doctor. He was someone who wanted to engage with with culture, and in the '60s, he wrote a book called *The Divided Self*, um, which hoped to kind of change, normalize the way we see um, sort of people with with mental illnesses, personality disorders, for example. Of course. So, although I don't, I personally don't suffer from that uh, mental health um, aspect, which I know that for well, an artist I mentioned, Bugsy Malone, is doing amazing things, making art about his own um his own personality disorders mm-hmm. um i think that more i was more approaching this from a point of um you know what as as just as as any human who struggles with identity and more generally not to mention like anxiety and and low mood from time to time um but specifically someone who is you know as a human trying to figure out their place in the world what can we learn from R.D. Lang um, about being more kind to ourselves when we want to explore different sides of ourselves. So that's why I kind of drew from that book, The Divided Self. So again, like you said, this is intellectual. It's definitely like, it's, it's, it's a little, again, like I say, there's these little Easter eggs and sprinklings on top. No one needs to go this deep to, to enjoy this record. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's there for those who need it. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you listen to, to both kind of back to back, you've got the, the, the audio lane, which is a bit like um, a, a bridge. It's like the, I, I love the, the vinyl um, crackles where he comes in and then it, it goes from, from Cerulean onto MC Beastly. That's the experience that you can have of this if you listen to your album um, specifically on, on Bandcamp isn't it yeah it's it's an experience you can have if you if you kind of get off you know get off the streaming platforms because that that's another angle we haven't really dug a lot into but there's i've it's a choice i've made to have the streaming profiles be a little bit of that more shallower i'm fitting into a genre view where you just you're getting all of the pop music together you're getting mm-hmm. the rap music and then like you said if you if you step out onto a platform like bandcamp which does give in the artist more customization then I could, we can do cooler things like we can present this in, in this way where it kind of switches between the sides each track. And similarly, if you buy the record on CD, um, it's the same on, on vinyl, which I'm hoping to get enough interest in to, to produce 25 um, LPs for, for in time for Christmas. Then uh, they'll actually be on, on different sides, but you could flip between them if you wanted to, which I think would be a really like, again, another like experience way of experiencing a record. Yeah, I mean that that's amazing. I I actually love the fact that you are going into these uh, old school methods. I think I even saw you with a cassette, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere as a, as another idea of getting your your work out. And it's really effective to have the the side A and and B on the vinyl, isn't it? That that really kind of encapsulates that particular experience of the the two sides of you. Totally. Yeah, I think 
you know, that's the older ways are often um, had these, let's call them constraints, but like we can be creative with them. Like, you know, these yeah. older, but you couldn't fit as much on one side. So, you know, you can only fit about 22 minutes on one side of a, of an LP. So, you know, um, let's do something interesting about what we're going to put on each side. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, the cassette tape was for the Small Town Dreamer release for the first record. Um, and interestingly for me, the cassettes, there's a lot of talk about cassette bars, but I actually saw CDs, my CDs sold out, um, and the cassettes yeah, even, are still going for a fiver each. So, yeah, even um, CDs yeah. is something that people think are old school now as well, but, but the interest is still there. Oh yeah, apparently so, because yeah, sold out 25 CDs of that one, and already sold a few CDs of this one too, so um, yeah, they're, they're available to purchase on Bandcamp, so... Um, anyone who wants to like you know have that real tangible experience with this record i'd definitely encourage you to go and snap one up for sure they're limited edition they're all numbered just like the white album was those are numbered oh, wow. one to a million these are just numbered one to 25. <laughs> you are following in these footsteps of, of the beatles i i, I yeah, love it you know i love I the mean, humor in your videos as um as well because i i I came across a, a video where, you know, you were going to the wrong Abbey Road. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a great, yeah, like that encapsulates like the level of humility I have to have if I mention any reference to any of my, the greats that I totally admire. And like, you know, obviously I mentioned earlier some of the Manchester acts I, I'm inspired by, like Joy Division, The Smiths. And um, I love that I you are, that, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think with the Beatles, like, you know, it's just they, they, are, the, they are the giants of mm -hmm. pop music, as, as Mac had proved at Glasgow. But, of course. you know, I'd like to, you know, I think that if you can have the humility of a Billie Eilish to go up the night before him and do your thing mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of fly the flag for the younger generation while respecting what's gone before, I think that's great. But, I, you know, my, my footsteps are, are tiny footsteps in that... that that's kind of what's funny for me about referencing the White Album here. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, that whole joke with with uh, with stamping the unique numbers and all of them was like, yo, you're getting a number that's seven digits long. Like that that was the whole concept <laughs> of that. It was like, uh -huh. oh yeah, it's so unique. Like uh, object one million one hundred thousand. But it's like, no. So my my tiny footsteps are like, you know, you get uh, number zero 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 two four, and that's like, you know, you got. That's the 24th uh, edition of, of the Divided Selfie LP. <laughs> <laughs> but look what's happened with the Beatles, you know. You, you can't scoff. You don't know what's going to happen next. And it's great that you have these um, legendary influences as well. You're not just kind of like sticking to what's popular from, from just your, your kind of generation, you know, that you are looking to the greats for, for inspiration. It's once again like you were talking about in, in terms of your live performance. Um, it's actually a theme that um, brings different generations together more so. They might be like, oh, so he's interested in the Beatles. Oh, I am. I'm going to listen, see where I can see his influences or, or anything like that. So I think it, it's really great the way you're, you know, co combining your influences together. Um, so, so, yeah, in terms of your, your new album, are you working on some, some, some more videos, some, some more entertaining videos for this? Oh, I'm glad that you asked, Ruth. Um, obviously, video is, is something I went really hard on with, with Small Town Dreamer. You know, of the 20 tracks, there's already 10 produced. Um, right. I have actually, I've got some, you know, I've got some first, uh, in, you heard it first here on All FM. Um, 
I've actually got new visuals in plan in the works for both records. Oh, wow. So that's what I'm going to say right now. Mm, we love an exclusive. And yeah, that just gets me excited about that because I love the, the humour in your music videos. Um, your first one, which was the very first video that you... That, that you made. I really enjoyed Island, I must say. I'm, I'm hoping that we can give that a, um, a spin as well, because that, that had a, an amazing video. Can't you trust that all the hills will have valleys behind? If you slide See change from the storm Raging on in your life Rich and strange fortune In your path lie Can you see the sun Is shining on Albion Like a, a Russian doll in that one with all your, your different outfits. Was that a, a lockdown video? So yes, I think there's a couple that like I don't blame you because there were so many. Like like I said, there was there's ten videos for that. Mm. It all began with the Swan Center one we were talking about earlier. So because of the reaction to that, I saw a viable path to like getting some attention on YouTube, and it, it was great. Again, it, it's somewhere where you can kind of see both sides of me. 
um, and my music. Um, so yeah, I produced um, music videos myself for both sides of Small Town Dreamer. I think the ones you mentioned, Island is, uh, I agree with you, a highlight from the A side where, uh, you know, you, you see the beauty of, of the South Coast and Hampshire and, and you know, a, bit, a little bit theatrical with the Shakespeare references. But then I think the one with the with even more costume changes that you mentioned mm-hmm. as a Russian doll was Small Town Dream, which was the one we premiered at the album launch event um, at the Eastley Football Club Stadium. That one was, um, you know, it, like you said, it was stripping the layers, switching between the two personas within, yeah. within the song is exhausting so yeah it was a yeah it was one take and it's uh definitely an, a reason why um i'm excited to you know the divider selfie was a bit more of uh, an opportunity to uh you know settle into, into character <laughs> yeah um, well i was looking at that and i thought wow has he done that in a couple of different takes because you managed to like not look like so michelin man as i would thought you would with all those outfits <laughs> underneath um, so it was really it was done really well <laughs> yeah that one um it's funny that you mentioned that one as well because that i there was um i filmed on a tv show recently and apparently they were they were enjoying that one in the in the studios up there um in uh, in glasgow but um yeah there's definitely i love to surprise what um you hear it in the player track i love to surprise um and you know there's different ways that you can do that um but i do just think that it, that's very indicative of like of i think i think the reason I, I like to surprise people about the range of what a human can both achieve and express is because i think that you know we often like to limit ourselves you know mm. i mentioned earlier like the industry's pressure to to kind of hype a brand yourself and um you know, more generally, and, you know, often for our own well-being, we, you know, we limit what we think we can achieve. But I think that's why I think it's such an inspiring thing when you see someone really, um, you know, surprise you in terms of what they what they pull off. And, and you know, I'm not saying that, I, you know, this, I, I'll be honest with you, this whole thing of, of releasing music under mm. two different names and two different genres is, is an experiment to say the least uh, sure. i can't guarantee it's going to be majorly successful or sustainable i myself have kind of put a, put a bit of a, a personal time limit on again it's in the record player i say um, i'm married to my double albums before my 20s are mm-hmm. um that's basically me saying um i've got two more of these bad boys coming out when i'm 28 and 29 but uh i would really need to see like a lot of love for for what i'm doing um in order to to carry on into my 30s i think as a professional um so i you know i think that it's it's, it's a four it's a four-year experiment um, right. and uh we'll see we'll see what happens. we'll see where the uh where the dice land then wow well you know i think there is something to be said about you know getting the two personas out there because it means that from the very beginning you're not really pigeonholed or, or back boxed in you're like saying i'm i'm sometimes i'm this and sometimes i'm that and sometimes they kind of work together and um yeah i what i actually think is that identity this is just the right time to explore um the topic of identity because you know whether you want to admit it to yourself or not no one is exactly the same person since we've gone through the whole lockdown situation you know it's made us realize you know whoa there's so much that i've wanted to do before or i don't feel the, the way i used to before 
Um, so, it, so it's a really poignant time from, from that perspective. I also think that there has always been this sense, I mean, it's the thing that kind of depresses people sometimes, when it's like, you know, there's the online version of yourself, the Instagram version of yourself, whether it's because of the filters or whatever, it's never going to be the same as, as the real life version. And that there's got to be a, um, a, a place for, for the acceptance and, and the recognition of that. 100% you you that's absolutely hit the nail on the head of, of what I was getting at with the record mm -hmm. um, you see it really clearly in the artwork you'll notice that it's uh it's me taking a, a, a picture of myself a selfie sure um and but in the in the viewer window of the camera it's not the the, the me taking the picture it's it's a, it's 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 a it's a persona and in my case I I'm in a way I have the most extreme example of this having achieved online um you know online recognition literally in a in as an alter ego persona so sure. like what how it couldn't be much more clearer that that there's sort of a bit of um a bit of um a game going on mm -hmm. but i think i think the, i wanted to kind of make that super clear to confront other people and 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 viewers like um and listeners are you know to what extent is your online content um, a persona? Sure. And 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 if if so, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. That totally makes sense. Like you, it's 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 like uh, online. You should. It's like a stage that anyone can see. Of course. So yes. So like okay, play a character. Yes, probably it probably is the best thing to do to some extent. But be aware of it. And and like like I said, can you play with it? Right. That's that's the other thing is can, can you play with it and then just be aware when when are you when are you, you know, playing into that more playing to the audience more. But when are you um, and when do you actually need to sort of take stock and, and really just um, really focus back in on yourself? And for example, does that mean doing like what I do and actually and actually getting offline for a while? So, you sure. know, I spend one week each month completely off social media um and that that allows me to just really reconnect with who i am um you know as Rudian, lawrence warner this is who i am so um you know i think that um yeah that you definitely hit the nail on the head and i hope that lockdown will have been can be that a wake-up call for people with how they use social media Yes, yeah. There's good and bad to, to everything, and I love that you do your um, social media detox. But what your album does is it creates these powerful conversations for, for those that can recognise that the um, that the conversations um, are, are there. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to say that another one of my favourite tracks of yours from from this album is uh, Six Foot Under" because I felt that that was really your audio autobiography. I know that you you yeah. said that everything that you've created here is a self portrait, but I really felt that 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 was um, it comes under the the sense of touch, doesn't it? But it, it also very much touches on on the fact that you you nearly died when when you were little. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for picking that one out. And like, like you said, um, that one really does make um, an explicit effort to. Yeah, there's a lyric. This is my, uh, this is my autobiography. This is my self portrait. In case I'm six foot under before mm -hmm. hitting my thirties. So to speak to you know time what I was saying earlier, I felt this urgency. Um, you know what? You know, I turned twenty seven out in LA on you know touring my music with a, a fellow artist called Young Era. 
And we were both very, we're both 27 at the time, we were both very aware of what has befallen folks like us mm-hmm. um, at that, in that age, at that, in that place. It's a thing yeah, called, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, so I, 27 Club, um, you know, a few of them were in LA and, you know, we, we were exploring that um, out there and I just felt this real urgency to, you know, to get my story down and, and particularly tell this story of how I, um, yeah, like you say, um, had a near-death experience mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a child. Um, but I, I, again, I think once I put that down, I was halfway through this track and thinking, wow, this is captivating stuff. I mean, like the, produ- the production is very cinematic and it's got mm-hmm. the horns. And then, and then I'm, I'm laying, like you said, I'm really like excavating um, the, the story. And, you know, when um, Jisaraj Hothi, who, um, you know, who you previously interviewed last year with his book launch, mm-hmm. um, around the time I was re- releasing Small Town Dream, I remember hearing you guys talk and just being like, I was just so inspired by your conversation. Um, oh wow! About, Thank you. Know, you. About in the yeah in the artistry and um and and you know telling your own story and it's funny that you picked up on this track because when I was interviewed by him recently on his diary of an indie writer he picked out six foot and was like this is um very this is you telling telling your story but also taking the moment to make a message to can reach other people with their stories without you changing or doing anything differently. I can now see you as a complex physical chemical system. I was nearly six foot under before I made my teens, so I'm living my life purposefully. Will all be six foot under one day, so follow my lead, live for each moment, breathe, feel the touch of the breeze in your body, please, before it's six foot under. Are you feeling me, or does moving in my dream need to be seen? Upon a 66 foot screens, tell the stories the boys need. Yeah, I'm leading man as I stand, six foot three. May as well be the man I was meant to be and lead. Before they fill me with lead, I'm gonna make bread. Leave to my fam when I'm dead, I will. Don't come from wealth, so I can't chill. Tax man knocking, I gotta make bills. Two things in life are guaranteed. Death is nasty, HMRC. I'm pretty, Mr. Darcy, Colin Firth. Schooled in Neasley, out the city, wasn't easy. Call it first, I'll make it fastly. Got to Oxford like Oscar. Now I'm after an Oscar, wild and free. Sammy and D, I played out G, but being earnest, underdressed and stay educated. Mr. Underrated, a pirate beast till I make it like Reggie, director famous. Polar Express, I'll conduct your Warner Bros. So I'm up in Hollywood, getting shot in a cafe, cracking a brewski. Pundits, pens at the ready. Poachi, Muti, Ruski. I played a Frenchman, played the Dane, so I played this game, get about to my lane. That's where I'm laying these tracks from where I came. Eastly boy from back in the day, my autobiography. This is my self portrait. In case I'm six foot under before hitting my thirties, a record of somebody. Nearly gone six foot under while still only a tween. Cause of a mistake by a pharma company. I'm over six foot now, I wonder about the man I'm gonna be. And yeah, I wondered about swerving the vaccine, but life's too precious not to trust that history ain't on repeat. Well, it'll be six foot under, but let's delay it at least. I'll be playing the beast upon your theatre screen where you're eating up M&Ms. May I have your attention, please? I'd rather avoid the drama of Lambda classes. Posh boys talk Greek out their asses about why privilege their classes. Us small town boys at it hard, but who knows whose life's the hardest? All I know, England's a money game. Call me a Marxist. It's a shame we need martyrs to care about. Looking after those who look after our care. Homes try and wipe your granddad's asses. Can ministers act on questions begging for answers? How 
how can men be the rock? Well, modern life is a hard place. How can small towns compete in a global marketplace? And why are real innovators getting stuck in red tape? Or if you just want to fake it, join me acting on the screen. You can cry here all you like. Art is pure humanity. Believe your ideology. Kill and joy, don't entertain. Vote for whoever works so the rest of us can play. Until we're six foot under, while the powers that be try scare us with the prospect of that mortality. Like stay six foot from one another, don't touch like leprosy. Well, the tongue in their colleagues and contracting all the sleaze. Let the palace slip under refreshed democracy with young people who can act off screen before we're six foot under a global catastrophe. I take screens lightly, but real life with gravity beastly. Oh, I think yeah. the, my specific play with that one was, um, yeah, like t turning on some bigger issues. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm curious what, yeah, whether you kind of vibe with any of those. I, I did. I mean, I, I really felt, I felt it for the, the empowerment of you overcoming it, but I, all, I also felt the, the larger message about, you know, the way we whoever we're, whoever's listening to it can overcome their difficulties because you know, you know the thing is when you know when you get into some kind of dark place that is your metaphorical six foot under so I think there is something for, for everyone in that but um I was just like really interested in, in that track because I thought well this is really about you know what is he's uh what he's gone through and um it felt like there was some acting references and in, in there as well so so have you got a bit of an accent Past. You, you mentioned Oscar Wilde, which is he was my um, library angel. Well, that's a whole other story. But um, yeah, you've actually um, delved a little bit into the world of acting, haven't you? Um, yeah. So, like I mentioned, I, you know, I've been performing um, for a little while, mm -hmm. part of as well as doing some live music. Um, so when I was out in basically um, small town dreamer, when I mentioned the kind of trauma of coming back to my small town hometown what made it kind of more of a calm down was um that i was basically had been living you know living living a good life out in um following my dreams um being a performing artist out in america i was out in chicago which is an amazing town mm -hmm. for an early stage performer to cut their teeth and i was trying to give everything to be honest like i said i was doing open mics with music but i was also doing a bit of theater i helped uh, to set up a shakespeare theater company i was like the token english guy Oh um, wow! And um, yeah, and and like and and then more recently, like with that last trip back to to America, I, I got a chance to make a short film that was about on the same themes of six foot. It was about it was it was a life and death um, sort of plot. I actually played um, a, a soldier in the afterlife. Okay. Um, so yeah, that I was kind of referencing this this short film that we shot, um, Closure Cafe, um, and because again, it was these were the like I said, when we were out there, we were just we were just really thinking about you know these big these big themes, these life and death things, and you know I think that um, this is why I say it's important for you know even if say you're Billy Eilish and you, you know Paul McCartney's coming on tomorrow night <laughs> at Glasgow, um, but you but you you know but you want to make your punch like in your thing, you know I think that this is where every generation can do something different and like. There's a lot of taboo topics in the previous generation. So yeah. as well as in six foot, I think mortality and like um, healthcare and stuff like that. Um, and then on the on the A side of the touch, you've got like internet addiction and even porn addiction I, I talk about, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I really wanted to talk about these things because these are life and death things. So 
why like if i want to talk about my you know my life my self-portrait mm-hmm. where better to start than about my life right and the oh reason, yeah like, the reasons that i'm living so you know i think that's something that, that i'm I, I guess i'm inspired by people like Billie eilish who who are you know are not afraid to confront the the really darkest things but then also are willing to sort of move on and i, I think that was so great in her set how she just like you know she went from like you know super dark like spiders yeah. crashing to then like an acoustic thing with phineas to then like you know just big parties uh you know at the end with um with um everything i wanted so yeah i think um yeah you know that's why i wanted to yeah, I love the fact that you don't shy away from these big topics because it's hard when you're first starting off as an artist. You're like, oh, let, let's not um, ruffle anyone's feathers here. Let's keep everything so sanitized and everything, you know. But but you're right in there, and I think it, it's that um, confidence and courageous element that um, really will take you far and uh, it, I, I'm surprised you know you're already in that Shakespearean world because the the whole divided selfie album as a whole it was very much reminding me of um I had this quotation just like spinning around in in my head which was you know all the world's a stage and men and women merely players or whatever you know which is Shakespearean as well so it's, it's quite surprising to hear that you know you're actually um you, you were in a Shakespearean uh, theatre company there as well and I mean the, the transatlantic element here I think you know you will stock up a lot of, of fans over there in the States because when you've been um, Cerulean in particular it's a very British kind of a sound isn't it and it's to people in the States I've got um, American friends myself and the UK is basically just one small town to them it's like you, you say from the UK they just imagine <laughs> it, it's London you know and then they go oh are, are you near the the, the palace have you seen the queen you know just like as if everything is like really small um so yeah i do think that you're going to do very well over there in the states that that british sound not so much in mc beastly that's sometimes a little bit american isn't it yeah it's funny you say that because yeah you, it's maybe the um the vocal delivery and and like branding um is more focused on on England, right? Beastly, Eastly, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm a geezer. It's my, it's my teenage self mm-hmm. growing up. But um, yeah, I think, I think, hip, I mean, you know, I right when you're doing uh, hip hop music, even if it is UK hip hop, um, yeah, you obviously are indebted to, um, you know, essentially New York City, right, in the sure. 70s and 80s, um, and and LA as well. Um, so yeah, obviously indebted, um, and then yeah, and then. Yeah, I think with the Cerulean stuff, it probably is drawing on more British influences. Like I've already mentioned, you know, the songwriting of like a Morrissey and a, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know, and, and even and the Beatles. Like we don't really need to go abroad uh, for, for pop music. Yeah. Um, so. But your That's videos cool. are great um, as well because they've they've got beautiful British scenes that that they love in the states as well. They're like, oh my god, you were there. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm I'm glad that you I'm glad that you think that because like obviously like I said, um, I you know I I love I love my country, I love Britain, I love my hometown. Um, but like I also have a big dream, and you see it right there on Small Town Dreamy. It's the Hollywood sign. Um, it's um, I do I definitely can see myself um, spending some time um in, in in the united states over coming years so um i am really happy that um you think that you you know you think that i can i can speak to that them and i think it's mm-hmm. a country that 
is that is going through some really difficult divisions of course um, yeah and, and i i know that you know i don't want to sound like Piers morgan gonna march in and like start telling them about gun control mm-hmm. it's like the brits weren't the whole reason that they did the the second amendment mm-hmm. but uh um you know i i do i definitely do think i i ultimately will want to speak to to some american issues as well for example even in that short film there you know, we had some, we had Cold War theme. I, I was, my murdered soldier was actually um, Soviet soldier um, in the Cold War. So, you know, we, we can see the Cold War tensions coming back, unfortunately. Um, and I also want, you know, I think that there's a lot of similar dynamics about the kind of small towns um, versus like the London elite. I, I think there's a there's similar stuff going on with, with say like small towns in the, in the Midwest. Um, versus like the coastal elites um in california um so that's something that i i'm you know i've been writing um about as well we are into the second hour here of the sunday tea show and my special guest today is the fantastic cerulean aka mc beastly and we're talking about his brand new album the divided selfie and mc beastly and billy eilish you've just been hearing there have actually got something in common both of them have filmed music videos in a shopping mall i think that we with Billy, it was I think therefore I am, which is another one of my favourite tracks of hers. But anyway, there's a bit more of the divided selfie interview. So here we go. Yeah, lots of different similarities, and I mean we we are guilty of this over in the UK, just thinking oh all all there is just American and and that's it. But when you get to know people from different states, you see that the mentality between one state and another is actually very difference um so that kind of alludes to the, the whole um small town concept as well what's next yeah, for I, you? I, um what's next well obviously um i mean there's definitely going to be records coming the next two summers that mm-hmm. will have both pop and rap um genres on them mm. that is for sure that is 100 percent. you went um, into the dance um genre as well dance Strong yeah, brain, I, a bit with tip of my tongue. Tip of my, tip of my tongue. Um... You remind me of the way Girl made me feel when I was young I can't remember her name But I can picture what we done I couldn't put it into words But you remind me how it sung yeah, you give me a taste Now it's on the tip of my, tip of my, tip of my tongue Tip of my tongue Under the weather I've been My senses are dull and I'm becoming thin Nothing tastes of anything Then suddenly the touch of your skin Takes me back to my first time I felt a woman's bliss Come a little closer, let me taste it in your kiss Cause you remind me of the way Girl made me feel when I was young I can't remember her name But I can picture what we done I couldn't put it into words but you remind me how it's sung 
Yeah, you give me a taste. Now it's on the tip of my, tip of my, tip of my, tip of my tongue. Tip of tongue, tongue, 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 tongue. Tip of my tongue. Tip of tongue, tongue, tongue. Tip of tongue, tongue, tongue. Tip of tongue, tongue, tongue. Tip of my tongue. Tip of tongue, tongue, tongue. Tip of tongue, tongue, tongue. Tip of tongue, tongue, tongue. Tip of my tongue. The study of human beings begins from a relationship with the other as tip person. Of my, tip of my tongue, um, yeah, I'd call it, yeah, it's kind of uh, dance pop, I, I would say. Definitely, definitely gets you yeah. moving. Are you going to do more yeah, of definitely, that? Yeah, definitely EDM infused. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to sort of, um, yeah, you know, even within, like I've said, I'm quite, um, you know, I, I like to be quite specific about being in a pop genre and then in rap genre. Um, but even within those, yeah, there's there's room to explore for sure. And I think that I probably the direction you'll see the pop stuff going is um, is more electronic production. Just as I'm getting more savvy with with the tools um, and, and getting more network with with producers as well. Um, I, for that track, for example, I I'm using my next engineer um, Matthew Large, um, aka Kinning Bayer. He um, I actually just you know said to him, dude, can you you know, he lived through the '90s and the, and the rave. So I was like, "Dude, sure. can you bring me some of those sounds oh, onto wow. this production?" Um, so that's why that. So I'm definitely interested in that. Um, but then also, like, obviously, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm definitely going to be one of the two summer records will be kind of um, like an album album like like these, um, where it's just straightforward. You know, this is pop music. Um, but I'm starting to wonder whether like with the divided selfie, whether I really, how much more I can say about myself and just like make generic <laughs> yeah. music, like next summer, for example, like it's just like, I'll just say it here that it's possible that the next record might lean into fictional aspects more. That's, right. that's probably what I'll say now. Oh, wow. That's more imaginative. I think this is a great time for people to start exploring your your music, get in there early kind of thing, because um, it's going to be really um, exciting and interesting to watch the, the creative uh, evolution of you, because, you know, we can already see that, you know, you're picking up new skills, you're getting more um, inspiration from, from different experiences uh, uh, around you, and all that will be reflected um, in your coming tracks. And what what I do believe about you as well, Cerulean, is that even though you talk about yourself a lot in this album, you're actually speaking um, to all of us and with your live shows and all the rest of it, you are trying to, to bring communities together and, and you're very supportive of other artists as well when you are online and, and you're doing your, your blogging and your reviews and, and, and all the rest of it. So, so you're not that kind of like a self-orientated as people may at first um expect just because you know you've done this about yourself oh no i appreciate you uh identifying that ruth um i think it's almost like um that was what was kind of interesting for me about doing this project thank thank god for mc beastly i think um if you mm -hmm. know god, god and beastly that close to each other because um i think that basically um and this is what I was chatting with Jasper about too, was like, um, if it hadn't been for that, you know, that kind of viral moment, it's like, mm. 
I would never have had like the cause to excavate about myself this deeply. And then, you know, as I think a lot of recent thinkers have come through, you know, pop culture thinkers like Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. he's saying, look, the more I a storytelling story becomes, the more us the experience of it is. So I, I take my lead. I took my lead from him with that. Um, and um, you know, he like he talks about his process with Dallas Wires Club, um, and then and then how he went, you know, and how he is then recognised by his peers. Um, and and I think that's yeah, that's definitely something that I do look for. Um, and um, I think whether it can whether the recognition will happen at any level of volume, um, as long as I stay independent, remains to be seen. Um, but honestly, with people like you, um, uh, you know, other people who like to um, promote and curate indie music mm-hmm. um, are, the, are, are literally like the only chance of it, of it really having an impact. So I, I really, really appreciate you having me on today. And um, yeah, and, and just your kind words and insight and frankly, insightful um, sort of takes on, on what I'm doing. Um, genuinely, like, it's really impressive how much you've engaged with it. No, um, Cerulean, I've just, I've really enjoyed getting to, to know everything of, of your work and it reminds me of the fact that one time Muhammad Ali was asked what's the shortest poem that he could ever write about himself and he said, me equals we. And I think that you really um, encapsulate that kind of um, an attitude as well in, in everything that you do. I'm sure that you're on to um, bigger and, and greater things as well. And I hope that you'll you'll start to tour more extensively and that those um, tours will actually take you up north and you can see what's going on here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really do hope so too. You'll have to uh, send me some some tips and venues to hit up. But um, yeah, no, obviously it won't. You know, because <laughs> anyone like that really like famous ones like the Hacienda. Um, yeah, well, you know, sure the, the Hacienda. Really... There's, there's a whole yeah. other stuff go, going on in in that yeah. area now. We we are based in um, a Victorian building, so it used to be um, an, an old Victorian library, which is very appropriate because I do love to interview authors now so at one side of the studio one side of the building is our studio that we've had purposefully built the other side is a performance um area now and sometimes we do open mic events and stuff like that so you know obviously it would have to be planned in advance so that you're not kind of away or whatever but as i've mentioned to a couple of people it would be great to kind of like um get you along to that maybe at some point you know to perform perform a set yeah i would genuinely love that and like yeah it'd be cool to get a few of the other uh, music artists that you've had on and i know that um, i'm following the footsteps of um a fella called paul morrison who yeah he is was my guest yeah, last week yeah um, yeah and i i had the you know i had the pleasure of meeting him um a f- couple of months ago and I actually introduced him to the staff same producer matthew lard i mentioned oh wow and they're, now, they're now working together so more matthew lard producing music coming your way oh um, excellent FM listeners so um, maybe, yeah, we'll have to all try and get down to, to an FM at some point and uh, do something live for sure. We, we will do. I mean, yeah, he's another one that doesn't shy away from, from the big topics. And uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what I said yeah. to him is you, you're never going to be short of material because there's always these deep, dark um, topics. But, but also you've got the fact that, you know, 
these feelings and emotions on things, if they're buried alive, like they, they may have been with you before you recorded Six Foot Under, but if these deep emotions are buried alive, they, they, they never die, you know, they, they fester and rise to the surface as something else. So it's good to, to get it out in a more creative way, create conversations and just turn it into something positive, which is basically what both you and, and Paul are definitely, and Jas, you, you're both doing in your own ways. Oh yeah, no, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Paul's um, love it. He's rapping in his Brummy accent. Um, he's definitely <laughs> promoting an area of, of Britain that um, has been underrepresented in in uh, in pop music and urban music in particular. So um, yeah, I really rate what he's doing. And um, yeah, no, and um, yeah, big up Jasper and Hopey as well. Um, He's doing great stuff with his writing and he's he's and wanting to get more plugged into the yeah, this podcast and he, he's wanting to get more plugged into to songwriting community as well, mm -hmm. as a particular brand of writing. Um so that me and him mm -hmm. are, are talking about trying to set up a, a little meetup somewhere in the south um to gather some songwriters together. Um so apologies. <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned this on a on a uh, on a on a northern based channel, but um uh yeah definitely um keen to explore the whole of this country and um you know and yeah just promote amazing creators everywhere mm -hmm. amazing lots of exciting work ahead so it's been great to speak to you today cerulean i wish you the best of luck in everything that you do please let us know what you're up to next and if you ever randomly end up performing um this neck of the woods and we'll definitely let our, our listeners know well, thanks so much, Ruth. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'll, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep my ear to the ground for uh, opportunities in, in Lancashire. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to come by All FM uh, one day again. Oh, brilliant. Thanks so much, Ruth. You're listening to All FM 96.9, the real voice of Manchester. Big thank you to my fantastic special guest who has been Cerulean. You can catch Cerulean and find out everything that he's up to by following him on the socials. It's Cerulean Sounds on all the socials. If you've been interested in his album today that we've been featuring, you can purchase that on Bandcamp. You can listen and stream it on YouTube and you can also watch all his fantastic videos. He really gets in there with his videos. They're very entertaining. So just to give you a, a recap, it's um, Cerulean's second album. It was released last month. It's called The Divided Selfie and it's a 10-track LP that pairs his songs between his two creative selves. So you've got Cerulean on one side and MC Beastly on the other side and the album is themed around the five senses and social media and it contains a vinyl bridge which combines both sides of himself by a quotation from Audie Lane. So I've got time to play one more pairing and this pairing is the um, the sense of sight. So it's going to start off with Cerulean and then it's going to go into MC Beastly. Enjoy. I'm looking through the window of your gallery The paintings look amazing in this light The water lilies, sunflowers and irises I think I'd like to join you there inside So I get a job attending to the gallery 
Every day I see you coming by But when you see the space next to the irises Tears start filling up your eyes Don't cry, sweet child If you need tears then take these from my eyes The brushes of your eyelashes I can barely see you through the running light Dripping off the edges of your canvases But as you let them dry, behold the sight Two rings of golden hazel oak and emerald Separate the pearly light from darkest night The only thing more beautiful than seeing them Is seeing the world through those eyes So don't cry, sweet child Mona like the joke on the side Man's being, all that a man is, can be seen from different points of view, giving rise to two entirely different descriptions. There is one thing which can be seen as two faces, from top to bottom, forehead, nose, mouth, and neck. Don't need a Rolex, I've got a flip phone. Never buy a Birkin, I'm happy on my own. Don't need drugs to get in the zone. But there's one thing I've got to own. No drip, blue ticks, black cards. Don't need NFTs or Ferraris. But there's one thing I can't walk past it's sunglasses. Welcome to my dark side where I rap honestly, it's a sight. For sore eyes, I paint a picture of the divided selfie taken narcissist and egotistic artist. There's method to my madness, I'm a beast in sunglasses. Cause they reflect on you. The rest of the crap I'll assume. I'm just here to rap what's new. Strip some layers, get down to the truth. Like most shoots, rent, don't buy what you see. Spotify's bent to those with a deal. But there's empty bars, only rhymes can feel. It's a shady well, but you know that I'm real. Cause I don't need a Rolex, just flip out my phone. Haven't bagged the shorty, still happy on my own. Don't need drugs to get in the zone. But there's one thing I've got to own No drip, blue ticks, black cards Don't need NFTs or Ferraris But there's one thing I can't walk past It's 
A new pair of sunglasses. Second half, come on, let's have it. A bowling glasses, Edgar Davis, dispossessed Rob Savage. 2022's average, so I'm attacking midsummer. She DM, I'm Muscle Clubber. Oliver, people's lover, but no gold diggers, I need a lover. I'm Ray with a band, I'm an onkey artist. You're a pretty woman, I'm Roy with a fast bit. Sounds so good, you see if you wonder if I'm blind. From behind a piano in glasses, beat self made, not from the market, savvy indeed. Not being planted, loop three chords whenever you ask. It's fire in the booth, but it sunglasses. Don't need Hermes, watch us throw us. Bitcoin, social lovers, grills or pills or petrol guzzlers. Trophy girls with fake asses. Bloody diamond necklace, shiny camera flashes, fake eyelashes. Just give me a mic and a pair of sunglasses, 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 sunglasses. Two UV A and B lenses set in the frame of sunglasses. One centers my market. You think that's ratchet? You are policing sunglasses. What kind of knock is this? Now kiss us, now hug us, now kiss us Soft on the inside like so really honest Narcissus, Narcissus, Narcissus Sunglasses in darkness like a narcissist I'm a poet, of course I'm Narcissus Reflect on myself in all the five senses Like Sitorarepotenetoperarotas My tenet is holding up mirrored Sunglasses, 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 sunglasses Can you see yourself in my glasses? Can you see within to the darkness? Why do you need the Versaces? These shades I bought at the Primarket Cost me £1.50, I'm laughing Yeah, I am a real narcissist I focus on how my Versaces Are cutting the rest of the crap I'm a deuce of your fishes Sunglasses, sunglasses I'm wearing sunglasses, sunglasses Sunglasses, sunglasses, sunglasses Sunglasses, sunglasses Let's call it a wrap because I'm wearing sunglasses you can listen to the Divided Selfie album in its entirety where you get the opportunity to hear the, the Audie Lane Bridge. If you listen, if you stream or purchase on Bandcamp, that's the only way that you can do that. And I'm just mentioning that because you've just said that you went onto YouTube. So just want to mention that to you. So, dear listener, thank you for listening. I've been Ruth O'Reilly. I've been delighted to keep you company in these last two hours. A big thank you to Cerulean, a.k.a. MC Beastly, for being my special guest today. It was a, a fabulous, inspirational chat and definitely something for all you creatives out there. Don't forget that if you check him out on SerulianSounds.com, you can find out everything that he's up to next.